You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you again today. How are you going? I'm well, thanks, brother. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Now, uh, what's been going on in your world lately? <laughs> well, um, I've had this song stuck in my head for, I am not exaggerating, two weeks. Um, because what? Two yeah, weeks? Two weeks. It just keeps popping back into my head. Um, and let me explain why. So for my birthday, some friends who know that I love string instruments and they love string instruments uh, took me out to see a... Um, a show where it was a string quartet, so two violins, a viola, and a cello, mm, and lovely. they were performing songs. Yeah, it was so nice. Performing songs in the candlelight, and they were performing songs by Hans Zimmer, who is famous for music scores for um, for movies. And so, there, Hans Zimmer is a master, and he just he goes down history as one of the most you know prolific and successful. Um, musicians for you know, like score create composers for music for movies have yeah. you heard do you know who i'm talking about is this he familiar to you uh i'm afraid i'll come clean and say no i okay. don't think i've heard of him okay so he's <laughs> done the music for he did the lion king yep he did um wonder woman he did the pirates of the caribbean oh yeah did a bunch of really famous ones but the two that i was most looking forward to did not disappoint they were they were <laughs> kind of each show it was clustered in the, the genre of movies, um, uh, how they presented it, but each was a sort of a taste of the movie score because you couldn't, of course, listen to all the movie scores. Uh, but one is the soundtrack from Pearl Harbor. I don't know if you – have you watched the movie Pearl Harbor? I've watched the movie. I have no recollection of the soundtrack. I'm okay. sure it was excellent as I yeah. enjoyed the movie. Well, this reflects a bit of my personality. I have rewatched Pearl Harbor by skipping to my favourite songs <laughs> on the soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah. I often will just listen I to a movie that. because I love the music rather than no. So there's the new Prime I've Prejudice. I've heard you talk about that before, mm, yeah. Love it. But um, by far the song that has been in my head the longest is um, the soundtrack from The Gladiator. I don't know if you recall the soundtrack. I have seen the, the movie. Again, no memories of the uh, uh, soundtrack. It is particularly, it, it follows some wonderful themes, some character themes and some of the their repetitions that are built on and, Oh, oh my goodness! Now we are free. If you are curious, it's the name of the the, the track that they played, and it has been in my head. I, I kid you not. Every day, I'll just have it in my head for a little while. It's just wow. such a beautiful song. Do you get songs stuck in your head like that? Uh, not very much. Yeah, not in okay. the same way as you, I don't think, Joe. Yeah, okay. I would get you know sometimes a Christian song or or this and that in my head, but no, you uh, you I think you're. Have a music deep in your heart. Um, <laughs> I once had a practice supervisor tell me that I could be quiet and not whistle or sing. <laughs> so <laughs> I have learnt to tone it down. <laughs> yes. So uh, this song in your head, what was it called again? Now We Are Free. It's on Now the We Are Free. So if people just wanted to know what's going on in Joe's heart and head uh, yeah. for the last two weeks, Now last We Are Free, weeks. composed by Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. And, um, Brilliant. And, Brilliant uh, song. Excellent. And so do you enjoy having that in your head or are you looking for ways to get that out of your oh, head? Oh, no, no. I, like, relish it. Sometimes I encourage <laughs> it. Just go listen to the song again. Just keeps it going. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So sometimes yeah. the songs in my head aren't not always, you know, the as quality as the ones you have yeah. in your head. But Yeah. Anyway, what about you, mate? What have you been up to? 
Well, I've been getting into something called Webtoons. Have you ever heard of Webtoons? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. T-O-O-N. W-E-B, Webtoon. It's a combination of World Wide Web and, and cartoon. And yeah. uh, okay. a Webtoon is a digital comics platform. There's a particular app of the name that's been developed in South Korea. And it's something I came across uh, as uh, Jen and I would talk about TV shows and she said, this came out of a Webtoon. And I was wondering what that was, and I went, finally went <laughs> searching for it. And it's this very interesting thing where it's kind of, it is a combination of um, uh, the, a cartoon on the internet, and what it's it's kind of like right. a continuous vertical canvas. You just scroll through image, image, image of a cartoon or you know um, manga kind of style. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's really interesting. So you just rather than turning pages, you're scrolling down, and an image yeah. shows, and then there's a space, and there's another image with the text. And there's even this feature where you can listen to music. Uh, they have a music back soundtrack to this. Um, no way. To this, these images that you're watching. Wow. So as you, there might be silence, and then you start scrolling, and suddenly some music starts playing. You know, matching the mood with the background, and then yeah. it might disappear again. Um, and so I've just yeah found this very new, very interesting. Um, uh, and I'm currently in a series called In the Bleak Midwinter. It's kind of a Ooh. post-apocalyptic human versus androids kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Is it dark? Oh, semi. No, not too dark. Okay. You know, I think there's a full range of stuff on there. Um, yeah. so, so I was picturing Archie and Veronica style. So when you said in the dark midwinter or whatever it is, I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, no not, not, nothing like that. Um, so it's very cool. Uh, the catch is, I realise, it's not great for sleep hygiene. So uh, yeah. it's a bit like watching TV in bed. Uh, it's I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's good. But um, what I'm, I'd really love for if there's any webtoon enthusiasts among our listeners, and I can <laughs> guarantee there'll be at least one, you know who I'm thinking of. Um, okay. Please let me know you think because I'm not 100% sold on this series, but I love the concept. I love being you know trying yeah. new things. So if you've got a webtoon out there that you think I would enjoy, you know, it's probably not going to be romance. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not going to be horror, but you know, other genres. Um, I would love to uh, yeah, take, action or something. take <laughs> recommendations. Yes. So there you go, Joe. You, you now know all about webtoons. Webtoons. So is it in English or are there multiple languages? Uh, it's in English for me, but I'm sure there would be multiple languages. Multiple languages. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So, um, yep, no, that's webtoons. But more important kind of literature, the Bible. <laughs> What have you been reading in the Bible? So much more important. Uh, well, I've been reading Matthew 26 mm -hmm. and I, um, I'll i just read. It's the first five verses and it just gives me a picture. It's really helped me to consider what it must have been like in those last days before Jesus was crucified. So yeah. Matthew 26. When Jesus had finished saying all this, he told his disciples, you know that the Passover takes place after two days and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and elders and the people of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas and cons they conspired to arrest Jesus in a treacherous way and kill him. Not during the festival, they said, so there won't be rioting among the people. Anyway, mm. I just, I just was thinking about how much two things going on so closer together that Matthew has written it so that you're meant to feel this jerk of, Jesus talking to his disciples, getting them ready and saying the Son of Man is going to be crucified. And then immediately the action jumps to a gathering of people conspiring to kill Jesus. In, a, in the, the language the Holman uses is um, 
uh, I think it's treacherous. Yeah, in a yeah. treacherous way. And I just, it just really, I don't know, just really got me thinking about how Jesus was was so keen to ready his disciples while at the same time striking such a reaction in the hearts of these leaders of the, the Jewish people. And um, I, I didn't have much more thought than that. That was really intense. Yeah, it's quite um, striking. I don't know if I've had anyone point it out to me like you have done there, Joe. that uh, we've got um, Jesus speaking about this moment of betrayal and just mm. immediately the switch and the, yeah. the scene switches. Yeah. There's Jesus and then, bam, the scene switches over to the, to the chief priests and the elders and they are in the very act of what he's sort of yes. prophesying, forecasting. Yes. It definitely made me think, what is Jesus' knowledge of the events in the, in the, you know, what was his experience of the chief priest meeting? Did he, mm. did he have like an all-knowing experience of that? You know, in his incarnation, you see. Yeah, is this, so this is divine knowledge. Yeah, he's still got divine knowledge, mm. and so was that a full, complete divine knowledge of? I know exactly what's going on in that room. Mm. You know, in another place in town. Or not. Um, my inclination is always to think that Jesus could do anything, and because he was both human and divine, mm. um, and so that he might would would have a knowledge. But um, what do you think? Yeah, I probably would be happy to extend a little more from the human side of Jesus. Mm, his human yeah, nature. Okay. So probably by this point, uh, well, first of all, he's got the knowledge of the scriptures, which is mm. deep knowledge that is. So he knows that the Messiah will be mm. um, betrayed and suffer, and mm. he can see all that fulfillment really mm. clearly. I think he's probably also seeing seeing circumstances. This is the third time he's come to yeah. Jerusalem, the conflict just keeps going up and up Potting and up. up. Yeah. Um, he's aware of the the Judas will betray him, mm. and and the time is is coming there. Things are intensifying, mm. um, so he could possibly see what's happening already mm. um, with that information. Mm. No, yeah, yeah but point. it would be perfectly possible that. There is particularly supernatural insight, mm. but, um, but it doesn't have to be that way. No, I don't think yeah. you have to put all the weight on that. So no, no. and mm. it's interesting because he's just done such a significant period of teaching, um, the last few chapters of Matthew, and yeah. so it's quite a sudden moment. To Jesus says, "All right, you know, I'm going to be handed over." It's, it's almost like reaches this massive climax mm. and then bang straight to betrayal or the treachery um yeah and so i think you're meant to feel kind of jerked of oh it really is going to happen it's happening yeah. soon it's happening right now um, because the disciples get... would have no knowledge of that moment they would only yeah. know of that moment in god's revelation of it to them yeah yeah mm. they're they're clueless but mm. I, I still sometimes read the gospel and get the same sort of feeling of oh could 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 this work out differently it, yeah Maybe people will listen to him or yeah. um, maybe things will, will go differently. But, yeah, yeah, you still get that same um, uh, horror, I suppose. Yes. That the Messiah, God, the Son of God, come to his people with love and compassion, rescue mm. and mm. Um, judgment for sure. But, um, mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's horrendous that they try to destroy him. 
Mm. And and even just following on from that, just in that same chapter, Jesus being sold, Judas selling him out for, for 30 silver coins. Mm. You're looking to think, this is this is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> 30 <laughs> silver coins. It's <laughs> so, priceless, Jesus. Yeah. Like, well, how could you do that? Like, it's just the horror of it, layer yeah. upon layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's... makes me feel very thankful that the Son of Man was crucified, died, was buried, rose again, and we have hope Indeed. beyond that. Yeah, it, it is at the heart of our confession. You know? Yeah. Anyway, what have you been reading? Well, I've been reading a very, uh, very helpful book at the moment. Probably over the last uh, two months, I think. Hmm. Uh, just slowly, it's one of those ones I really don't want to go too quickly through, and it's called uh, "Spiritual Depression: Its Causes and Cures." Uh, by Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. Okay. Now, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones was a Welsh preacher and doctor who was um, who worked in some a place called the Westminster Chapel in London. Mm-hmm. And this is a collection of sermons um, that was published around 1965. So, yeah, that's which is getting to be a long time ago now. Um, <laughs> but so culturally, it's yeah, it, it does feel like you're reading something from a different times from 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 history. Mm. Um, and what he's doing is um, he's made the observation that Christians are often sad, um, just to use that general term, like he was mm. used depression. Um, he, he hasn't got the same vocabulary of mental illness that we have today. But mm. um, so, uh, yeah, we can't, uh, we can't sort of be anachronistic and go back and try and work out that. But he's just talking about he's noticed that Christians are sad and this is a shame. And um, also, he says, not a great testimony to the gospel um, mm. as the world looks on. I need to do a bit more thinking and, and rereading on that one. But uh, his intention is to really help Christians um, rediscover, rekindle joy, happiness, peace, cheerfulness, mm. um, going through life in the midst of regular stuff in the midst of suffering and good times and, and whatever it might be. So, um, uh, you know, um, Joe, you and me, we we have a variety of moods across the course mm. of a year. So we're mm. always, always keen to learn about <laughs> this topic. Um, and so, yeah, I've spent some time with it. Um, and I think probably the thing I might draw, you know, mention today is uh, this, uh, this book is where that idea of um, talking to yourself rather than listening to yourself comes from, or at least really? places. Yeah, you might have heard that. Um, yes. How we um, we get ourselves down if we listen to ourselves. There's this sort of internal voice that says, you know, you you are too sinful, or you can't do this, or this is hopeless, or you know that that internal listening, mm. and where he says you should preach to yourself or speak to yourself. Um, and so just the quote here, it comes from, uh, I think that's the first chapter. Uh, he says, um, he says I, I say that we must talk to ourselves instead of allowing ourselves to talk to us. Do you realize what that means? I suggest the main trouble in this whole matter of spiritual depression is a sense in, in this, uh, in a sense is this, that we allow ourselves to talk to us instead of talking to ourselves. Am I just trying to be deliberately paradoxical? Far from it. This is the very essence of wisdom in this matter. Have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Take those thoughts that come to you the moment you wake up in the morning. You have not originated them, but they start talking to you. They bring back the problems of yesterday, etc. Somebody is talking. And and so he goes on. and Yeah, really inviting us to talk to ourselves the truths of the gospel. And so... Um, does he does he also hint on the idea that 
because from insight, like in our hearts are come un, like ungodly thoughts, like the classic from Matthew of our hearts are actually where the, the uncleanness come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm. uh, has chapters on uh, the mind and the heart and the will or chapters on, mm. on sin, uh, big chapter on justification by faith alone, um, sort of mm. uh, ex- exegetical chapters based on, um, say, the Jesus in the storm, um, looking at the waves, uh, different things like that. So, yeah, mm. pretty wide-ranging. Once he's up and underway, he's got like 30 chapters taking this different each different aspects with this common theme. Mm. Uh, it's written at so. such a different time. And so as you've talked about it, I'm sitting there thinking, what do we need? How do we come at a book like that, <laughs> listening to it with the right heart while also still uh, yeah, understanding it rightly? Yeah. Did you yeah. find that? Yeah, I think so. It's an example of church history where, you know, we, we read church history so that we get out of the bubble, that somebody speaks into our world um, mm. outside of our culture. Mm. And that can be a bit of a shake-up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I might uh, yeah, chat about it another week. But um, spiritual depression, its causes and cures, definitely recommended by Martin Lloyd-Jones. Okay. okay. And um, I think, yeah, a simple way to start is by, yeah, as we've said, talking to ourselves rather than <laughs> listening to ourselves. <laughs> and it's worth it. I think I'm going to spend some time digesting that idea of Christians as a way to, to, to reflect the gospel. We want to be joyful and cheerful. I want to think about that idea because mm. that's a that's a that's a very culturally challenging idea. I'm glad you had the same impression. Yes, yeah. it's something I want to reflect on a bit more as well. So yeah. we'll have to leave that hanging. I cool. think, Joe. I think we will. <laughs> well, um, good to talk. Good to talk. Um, webtoons and Hans Zimmer and whatnot, um, and Matthew 26. Uh, I was thinking one thing we could, um, yeah, finish off with was thinking about Christmas season, perfect time to be inviting someone to church. And as you're making Christmas plans, lots of people are making Christmas plans around now if you haven't already made them. Why not talk about, well, we'd love to go to church together. And find, if you're away from HBC or your, your normal church, why not find a church you could go to and pitch that as something that's a priority as of your Christmas season? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, I will um, talk to you next week. Yeah. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.